0: Welcome everyone to episode two of our Channel 44 podcast. Today we're talking HRIS systems and HRIS is a human resource information system and I have with me a few of 44 North's in-house experts. Um, Bridget Sloat is an account executive and Kelly Dent and Alicia Starkey are our online experience team leads. Uh, Welcome to all three of you. Thank you. Thank you. We're talking about HRIS systems today, and I know there are so many avenues we could go down here, but we want to give our listeners some tips for when they're starting just to evaluate their HRIS options. I'm going to actually start with Bridget. So for tip one, I want to start with you because actually this is a good tip for any business decision. It seems simple, but you never want to skip it or try doing it in the middle of an evaluation. So Mm -hmm. tip one is... Identify and prioritize your needs. So tell us a little bit about that.
1: Yep. So when we are uh, working with clients who are looking for um, a, a new HRIS system or implementing an HRIS system, um, just identifying uh, what exactly the company is looking for and then bringing in each of the different team members that would be having, being hands-on in the system Um, to what needs they are looking for um, this system to help with their daily roles. Um, For example, your finance or your payroll department is really pushing for a new payroll system, but your HR team might be thinking more along the lines of a Ben admin system or performance um, evaluation system. So having those that are really going to be into the system daily sitting in on implementation calls or the vetting process is really going to help your company identify what is most important when making a decision. Depending on what your company needs drives really what's going to be most important. So putting together a committee, different areas of the organization, and then maybe pulling in a few people that you might not think are going to be directly affected, but might have some insight because of other systems that they use uh, would be beneficial as well. You can also ask your benefits broker for their input. I know we see uh, our clients working with different HRIS systems every day. So we've seen some, some that perform really well in certain areas and then some that don't perform as well. So we can help with that evaluation and sit through those demos and help help ask some of the questions that we see are beneficial uh, for your HR and your payroll teams. Um, And then just creating a scorecard during the vetting process of each of the vendors that you're looking at and the pros and cons of each system so that when you're making a final decision or you're doing some follow-up, you can ask, I see system A does this, and I didn't see this during system B's demonstration, Um, Go back to system B and ask if that's something that they do as well.
0: And that's great, Bridget. I love the idea of, number one, bringing in other people within the team, right? One person isn't going to know everything. And then I really like the idea of the scorecard because it helps to keep the process objective. So especially when you get into the demos and there's these shiny things, right? Everyone's going to say, ooh, look at this cool thing that i do that this one does or that one does. Having that scorecard helps to bring it all back together. But it also leads to our next tip. And Kelly, I want your input here is, you know, you have this scorecard or checklist But you have to be aware of just checking the boxes too, right? So you don't want to go through and you may have all these different items. You you can tend to have this like, okay, yes, it does this. No, it does that. But are you really asking the right questions? So tell us a little bit about what kind of questions we should be asking.
2: So you uh, really want to make sure that you're speaking the same language as the vendor that you're working with as you're vetting out these systems. Uh, You may have expectations in your mind and you're asking questions to get to those expectations. Are those things possible in the system? But the vendor may be looking at it differently and interpreting your needs differently than what you really intend. So it's really important to ask, questions that are uh, not just a yes, or no an- a yes or no answer, because on the surface, if you're asking yes or no questions and they can just provide a yes or no answer, you might not get to the deeper explanation and reveal how that system truly works. So instead of asking, can your system handle multiple payroll schedules? Um, ask instead, how does the system handle multiple payroll schedules? Can you show me what it looks like when you're setting that up and how that is displayed to the user? So you get a little further in and get more information about how the system actually performs that process. It's really important to have them show you how or at least explain how that system can handle that process versus just saying, yes, we can. Because sometimes yes, we can is not really a true statement.
0: <laughs> well, that was a very diplomatic way of saying. <laughs> <But> <laughs> communication is so key. So I'm going to switch gears a little bit here um, because sometimes we're evaluating a system from scratch, right, where it's brand new, they don't have one in place. But then sometimes we're helping evaluate a system um, to replace an existing one. So Alicia, if someone has an existing system, tip number three is don't always assume that an issue is a limitation of the system. So give us some an example of that.
3: Sure, Sarah, so we have he- we've heard from some of our employers complaints that a system is not working or they're frustrated, maybe the system has some limitations. We know that the system is capable to do what they need it to do, but maybe it's just programmed incorrectly. So there's a lot of intricate pieces that go into all of that. Say for instance, maybe they have some bundled benefits, Um, different classes might have different wait periods, different class changes, things like that. And not all partners or service implementation teams are created equal. You always want to know what does the service look like After the implementation, some of the examples of of what we excel at here are teamwork, communication, kind of thinking outside of the box to make sure that we're meeting and exceeding the customer's expectations. Some of the things that we provide, we've already talked about a little bit um, a demo to show what the system looks like, we do an implementation call, as Bridget said. We wanna bring in all those key players to make sure that we're getting all of the information that's going to go into the build so that we can individualize the system to meet the customer's needs. We follow up with some HR training once the implementation has been completed. And then we always provide ongoing support with specific people that you could reach out to, um, an individual human that can actually help you work through a process or any kind of an issue to try to make sure that we are indeed meeting your needs. If you're thinking of uh, replacing your existing system, you might wanna interview another provider of that system to make sure that you're you're not going through a system change. Maybe you just need a tweak in the programming. Something in the system is just not set the way that you need it set. So you always wanna interview another provider, if at all possible, just to make sure that you're not making a great big change when indeed all you need is a simple programming change to meet your needs.
0: And that's, that's a great piece because they, when you're evaluating these systems, there's so much work that goes into the evaluation process, right? If we can avoid that, I'm sure most people would like to avoid having to go through that process if possible. If it's something where you can go, you know, we just need to make a a slight change here or there. And so that's knowing our system, right? Knowing what the capabilities are. So going through with the three tips we've already done. One thing to be aware of and tip number four is one size fits all might actually mean one size fits none. So you get, you know, you definitely can get sold on, look, this system does everything. Um, and that may not necessarily be the, the reality. So that, that's my diplomatic way, Kelly, for what you, <laughs> you said earlier, may not be exactly what, what's going on. So tell us a little bit about that. What happens sometimes when we've got this one size fits all
2: Um, Typically, what we see uh, happen is that maybe the system is really great in one or two areas, but not necessarily in all areas. For example, you may have a um, HRIS system that is really meeting your needs and seems great for payroll, but then their Ben Admin piece is not as uh, robust doesn't house as much information maybe as you need or um, is maybe not user friendly to you either yourself as an HR user or to your employees uh, when they're choosing their benefits. So a lot of times when you think you're getting one system, it may not necessarily be that either. You may be getting um, behind the scenes, it's, it's add ons. The payroll piece is one piece, the admin piece is an add on. So you may not actually have one solid system doing all, of the pieces that you need, which is not necessarily a bad thing, just something to consider when you're evaluating the different systems to uh, take note of which areas are stronger and which pieces you really need to fit your company needs.
0: And that that's you know good for setting expectations because there that is a lofty expectation of any system is it does everything. And so you know again you're going through that vetting process and you're gonna hear from all your vendors. You're gonna have the demos. You're going to hopefully be reaching out, like Bridget said, to your benefits broker or others. Um, and so that leads really to tip number five, which is always check references. So that should be part of the questions that you're asking is you know to get references. Um, but Alicia, tell us a little bit about maybe best practices for that.
3: Sure, so getting references and checking them out is always a good practice for vetting a process. Just like with anything else that you might purchase, you're going to want to get some feedback on it to see how it works, if it works. It's always good to ask vendors for references with multiple years of experience with the system. There's nothing better than hearing feedback from those who have actually experienced the system firsthand. So that's a really great way to get some feedback The other thing is you can seek reviews through external sources like your benefits broker, other HR professionals, or maybe association contacts. And again, it's good to get the first hand information from people that have literally used the system that can give you all of that good feedback. Another thing that we'd like to recommend is it's a good idea to ask for at least one negative or challenge with the system. There's no perfect system. Although we, we do think outside the box, there are going to be challenges that we have within the system limitations as well. So that's always a good thing to question. You want to make sure that you can live with whatever the system's imperfections are. So it's really important that you get that feedback yourself to know and just do the research before you make a decision.
0: I really like that because, you know, going into any process, even within, I think within 44 North, there's always a, right, there's got to be one negative, (laughs) you got to dig and find that. And it's okay if it's there it's just being aware of it and going can I live with that or is it something we need to change or you know is that high on the priority list if it's not maybe no big deal but there's always something that you can get out of it even if you get a glowing review you know try to dig for that one thing um, to find out just so you know again what you're getting into so there is so much that goes into making a decision on any new technology Um, That should ultimately, though, it should create a better experience for the employees and the organization overall. And so we hope these tips are a good start to that process. For our listeners, if you have any questions for our team about this topic or any of our other podcast topics, please email us at info at 44n.com. Thank you so much for listening, and thank you, ladies, for joining us. Thank you.
3: Thank you.